Yeah, we got we it. We are. How do y'all want to start this? I don't know. Good morning, How do everyone. We Should we pray? Pray into it. Yeah. yeah okay. Let's do pray. this. Let's do it. Lead us in prayer, Bailey. All right. Which one? Boy <laughs> Bailey. Boy big, Bailey. Big dog Bailey. All right. Yes, Lord, thank you for bringing us here this morning and giving us a spot in which to record and just feel comfortable and be able to connect with each other. God, I just pray that you will lead us to our true path and instill a sense of urgency in us that we will go out and spread the name of Jesus, that we will spread your love and that we will show people uh, the way to salvation, God. I just pray uh, that we have a great conversation and that our new special guest today, Nico, feels uh, welcomed here and that we just speak truth into people's lives in, in every moment of this podcast. I just pray for the Spirit to be present and for the Spirit to speak through us and, and for God to uh, decide where all of this takes us. In uh, Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's go. How's everyone doing this morning? I'm well, Zach. I, I I love how you just bring that like little piece of like elegance to the to the room in the morning. Nice and simple. Yeah. Hey, and uh, Ian, remember just to like uh, put that uh, mic on and off whenever you talk. Gotcha, bro. The mic too. Gotcha, dog. So we have a special guest today for yes, the second do. episode of the Bible Breakfast Podcast. Our friend Nico. What's your last name, dude? Piaz Lopez. Okay, Lopez. Nico isn't even my real name. It's Nicholas, but I just, I just don't like that name at all. <laughs> I like got Nicholas. A nice ring to Y'all it. like that? Well, I guess I mean. like Nico. <laughs> yeah, I like Nico too. You how, can't go wrong. How long you been going by Nico? Since I was born that way, I just my mom always <laughs> called me Nico. Mm. That's sweet. Mom, mama's nicknames are always the best. My mama calls me Zach. So well, and your friends. So do your friends. Yeah. <laughs> my friends are my mother. What? What? That doesn't make any sense. No, that doesn't at all. <laughs> so, do we, since it's the second episode still, we can do a quick round of introductions. I'm Bailey. Uh, I'm sitting right next to Bailey. That's me. I'm <laughs> Bailey. I'm sitting right next to Zach. I'm Zach. My friends call me Zach. What? Sitting right wow. next to our special guest, Nico. My name's Nico, sitting right next to Bailey. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the back, we got our man in the chair. The Mr. man in the chair. In the chair. I don't have a <laughs> camera this time, but I'm here. I know. We need to get... Uh, I mean, we have extra cameras. We just don't have it connected. So Ian won't be on here today. I know everybody's sad. Aww. Ian's everybody's favorite person. Aww, oh, snap. Aww. So, Nico, you run like uh, a Bible study at Brenham. Yes, I do. What is that like? And like You were talking about... We, we spoke a little bit before how... Brenham seems kind of like an ungodly place. Oh, definitely. It's definitely a worldly atmosphere. And I do feel like it could easily hinder your walk just because you're in the presence of a... It's it's more of your surroundings, you know? If you hang around the good people all the time or the right people, then you're, you know? Yeah. But with that type of atmosphere, it can be hard to slip up sometimes and, Mm -hmm. you know... Even a even a person I know in Brenham, he really loves God, and he told me last semester, before the Bible studies, that he was slipping up a lot because he just wanted to fit in with what was, uh, I guess you could say, cool mm-hmm. or the popular thing. Yeah. 
and that's what this world has to offer you know it just wants you to be popular wants you to be cool so that's what i think the hard part about burnham is Mm. Mm. so you're a current student but you're you're also leading leading a bible study Mm -hmm. and what's it like doing like leading in that area because you're not affiliated with a church either no we do it in our dorm Dude, come in on. The main lobby That's the way to do it. Yeah, you don't even churches. do it in the church. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. So it's exciting, you know. Actually, Ian Ian is the one that started it last year. He just asked me to help. Mm. And whenever he left, I just kind of just kept doing it. Mm. If it wasn't for Ian, I don't think I would have been doing it. No, it wasn't for God. That's the real. That's the yeah, real if it wasn't for God. It, God uses Ian to start things. That's been, like, common. Like, he started, like... I know Zach knows about this group. About uh the breakaway this, group. Oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> we have we have this group of like I don't know how many it started with. Probably just Ian. It was probably just by himself. It, it was, was like a No, sister. there's two girls. There's two girls from a class I was in. Okay, so three people. Yeah. And now that group is and over is time bringing people like in. Over a hundred being people. <laughs> welcoming. Oh, it's closer to two hundred now. Just people who are just filled with love and want to Go Breakaway Ministries at Texas A&M. Ian and I were sitting at Breakaway the other day, and I was like thinking about this, what we're doing right now, the mm-hmm. Bible breakfast. And then um, they they were having a word on like, the, the guy that started Breakaway came and spoke. And he was talking about like how he started it. It just started with like three other guys, three other students. And Ian was like, look at this right here. <laughs> this was starting with two other students. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Oh, Is man. it really 200 now? It's like, it's in like 160. But that's just the no, rounding error. Like right. the consistent people, it's probably more like 40 or 50. And the thing is like, I'm God may have used me to start it, but like the reason it was sustained was God because He just brought along the right people mm-hmm. to keep yeah. it going. It's good. Because yeah. like, I think the prayers behind it were what kept it going, not me just outreaching, you know? Yeah. So, mm. and that, that's a good way to look at like most student led ministries in general. We think about like something that's going on in Brenham or, um, you know, any Bible study that you do in a dorm or you do at someone's house or something. It's like, yeah, like we can prepare all of these things that we want to do. But at the end of the day, it's like, God's the one who's going to bring the growth. And we Mm. have to, we just have to like trust in what he does to bring other, other people to, to see his light, you know, does that make sense? And that's something I have to do every single week. I have to remember to stay humble because I'm just a man, you know, mm-hmm. all I could do is prepare the studies, you know, do my best to serve God. He said, uh, remember he was talking to Peter, you know, if you love me, feed my sheep. Mm-hmm. So I think first it starts with the calling. Has God, has God even called you to lead a, a Bible study like that? Mm-hmm. And I believe he has. Now it's to the point where if I don't do it, mm-hmm. I really do feel like I'm disobeying God mm-hmm. if I don't do it because... That's kind of like just me being selfish, knowing I could feed his sheep, but don't do it. So it's like, wow, do I love God or do I love myself? <laughs> yeah. Do I care about what other people think about me? Because these are thoughts that would go on in your in your mind. Because mm-hmm. that's the unpopular and that kind of atmosphere that I was talking about. So one, I think, is a calling. And then two, your heart. Yeah. Your heart has to be set on God constantly. And your heart literally has to be renewed. You have to stay in the word constantly. And yeah. 
just me knowing that I can't change anybody. All I could do is mm. plant the seed, yeah. water the seed, and God will give the growth. He will reach into the heart and change the heart on his own. Mm. So that's the humbling part, knowing you could do nothing yeah. except serve him and do it mm-hmm. the best you can by feeding his sheep. Yeah. That's a hard that's a hard lesson to learn and I know like especially myself just even last Zach and I were beginning to start life group leading and it was all new people so they kind of like put all the new life group leaders in one group and said you got it and we struggled so hard to separate ourselves from it because we were like well we're not growing what are we doing wrong what are we doing wrong and it was it was simply because we weren't allowing God to take it and that was a hardship for me because we had a lot of girls come through the door but not a lot stay and I had poured into those girls but I never did it with the right heart and I never went into it with prayer and petition on like to God and 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 people would literally walk right back out the door and I know they didn't do it because of me but they just didn't they didn't stick and I struggled so hard personally being like God what am I doing and God had to teach me that it was like you're you're not coming at it with a humble heart and you're not doing it through like the lens of me you're you're trying to do this on yourself and you will fail every time if you do it on your own energy and that was a hard lesson to learn it was something that I didn't enjoy learning because it's it's not our nature I think to want Mm -hmm. to lay down and be like okay god you are in complete control it's our nature to be like let me just take it and let me just do it and it's gonna be great and it's like that's not that is not what god intends for us especially when he's called us to do things that involve ministry and so and that's a hard thing and i just sitting here listening to you like you can tell that you love people and because you you Mm, get it from god like your source is god and you spend time with him like you know getting that that love and being poured into by him so that you can freely give it out and that's so evident in just the way that you talk about like this ministry the way that you talk about people in britain because i know that can be hard and you know it's just like constantly like I would get frustrated all the time and I'd be like, Oh, it's horrible. Like all this stuff. But you're like, yeah, this is it. But I love these people. And this is, I'm going to continue to do this Bible study because God's called me to do it and because it needs to be there. And so, yeah, I know that's hard and that's a hard lesson. And I, I already, the ministry was already there and Mm -hmm. they just said, here's the keys, kind of take it. And I was like, it was not a good time. (laughs) Another thing to realize too, is when they reject the ministry or when they reject any sort of investment by by you because of what you're doing. So like, say for example, you, you've got, you know, you're starting a small little Bible study or you're in the middle of starting a small little Bible study. You've got like five or six, you know, really close friends that you want to start bringing into that group. And you're, you're like constantly just like talking to them about it. It's like, Hey, I want you to like come tonight to do this. And like, we're going to read the Bible and we're going to like talk to God and we're going to pray. And it's going to be really awesome. And week after week they're just like saying no it's like oh no i'm not interested or they come up with some lame excuse like oh yeah i've got homework to do or i've got a test that's coming up the people at brennan will tell you they're gonna come and then and then they don't (laughs) yeah Yeah. i don't know if that's brennan specific i think that's like specific. i think that's everywhere honestly you know people are like that all the time but i think we have to realize something that i originally and for the longest time thought was that oh they're rejecting me they're not rejecting me at all they're not rejecting anyone else who like starts that ministry what they're what they're rejecting is jesus they're rejecting okay like there is this opportunity to like get close to god right now and i'd rather do something else Mm. there's an opportunity to like read what god has to say like to me and i'd rather you know sit at my dorm and play video games or Mm. 
go hang out, watch Netflix all day or something like that. I'd like to touch on that like commitment part. We're kind of like dancing around like mm-hmm. with you, Bailey, like starting in this and like kind of getting thrown into this place, not really knowing how to handle it and separate yourself from it. And then something for me is like, I think as people, we really value when people commit to mm-hmm. what they say yeah. and like commit to us and like say, Hey, I'm going to do this. And then they do it. Yeah. But when they don't, it's so hard for us to like understand why mm-hmm. they're, yeah. they're like not following through. And I started to realize that I would tell God that I'm going to start a fast. <laughs> and then halfway through, I'd be like, no, it's probably not bad if I just eat. And <laughs> it just it just turned into like this habitual like. It wasn't about I'm gonna go get some Chick Fil A. Yeah, good. It was, yeah. yeah. It wasn't about getting closer to God. It was about just not eating. And that's something Ian was saying earlier. It was just about not eating, and it's like that's yeah. not what it's about at all. But this time, like, I had to sit through watching you guys like feast on this like meal the other day or yeah. yesterday. Yeah, and it wasn't hard for me at all because. I just didn't take it as a serious thing before. Mm-hmm. Like, I took it as, I don't know. I was I was just realized, I was like, if I actually believe in Jesus Christ, and I actually believe that, like, he's my Lord of my life, yeah. then, like, this fast does have an effect mm-hmm. on, like, my spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. And so why am I taking it lightly? Yeah. Why am I thinking, oh, it's like, well, it's, it's just eating. But it's not just eating. It's mm-hmm. it's your commitment. Like, hey, God, I'm going to fast. Well, if you say you're going to fast and then you don't stick with that commitment, that's just like me telling you, hey, dude, in the morning, I'm there to pick you up, Zach. And then I don't show up. Yeah. Like, that's the Ooh. same thing. And it's And so one of the questions I had for you, Bailey, was like, what was that moment where you realized, like, that maybe – this wasn't the right spot for you at the time in in life group like in last last spring whenever i was like well because you recently stepped down from leadership i did (laughs) um well last spring i knew jumping into it god god um kind of smidgen of my testimony eighth grade got a very intense had a very intense moment and god called me in ministry and um was just really crazy. And it's been evident ever since then that God wants me to do that. So he's put me, he's blessed me with these opportunities to step into places, to lead alongside some great people and learn and grow and have a, have a chance and to kind of see what ministry is like in lots of different ways. And so I knew that I was supposed to step into that and, um, in that season. And yes, it was hard. And yes, there were moments it was like, feel like we're not going anywhere and it was that that but i really believe god called me in that season to learn that that part of like you cannot do this on your own Mm. and then when i learned that um i started seeing fruit from just like spending just simply spending time in jesus word like i i you know i i'm human i still struggle with everyday consistent doing it um Mm -hmm. because you know the tangible things are in front of your face and you're like i'm just gonna do this because it's right here and i need to get it done and then Mm -hmm. you just get you know you get in that pattern of like well um and so learning that too and then this last uh, this last fall i went through a lot of change and um really struggled 
personally and a lot of things and God and I asked I asked God if I could leave everything I was a part of because it was just one of those things that I was like I just want to abandon everything the only thing that made me happy was spending time with God and God was like nope not yet and that was hard because I got mm. frustrated because I was like why are you not pulling me out of these things that I want to leave and God was like I'm still teaching you and so it was evident that like there weren't doors or didn't it, it wasn't like I was there wasn't a way out like it was just kind of this thing that I was like I was it could tell it was my own my own thing and then this last semester, this semester, um, kind of came into the first semester and started started thinking about some things and um, was asking God about the, like I said last week, the simple yes and to be obedient. And I was journaling and it was one of those moments that you journal and you start writing out things and all of a sudden you write something that you're like, I would never write that on my own power. You're just like, uh. I literally wrote, I want you to stop bleeding. And I was like, because um, in my heart, I was like, we're here. It's another semester, spring semester. Ooh, it's been a year and a half. Like, mm-hmm. it's going good. And got, and I flipped out. Like, genuinely was like, what? And I didn't have enough time to, to sit with it. I had to go to work. So I, I actually cried at work. I got there and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, And over time, it was so evident that God was like, I've taught you everything I need to teach you in this. And it was hard. It still is. There's moments that I'm like, I don't want to leave that. I do mm. love leading. I love seeing people come and get their lives changed. I love just having a small hand in, in knowing what's being every week. Um, but even that level of commi- commitment, like we were saying, there's so many times where I'd be like, I'm stepping out of leading. And then I'd come to leader meeting and I'd be sitting there with some great people who I lead alongside with. And I'm like, I don't want to leave this. And so then I'm like, okay, I'm not going to step. And then immediately God was like, eh. <laughs> like, remember commitment. Remember what I told you to do, be obedient. Mm-hmm. And so I just kept taking step steps to do it. And I was like, every time I take a step, I'd be like, am I doing the right thing? Like literally freaking out because I was like, when I tell this person, it means I'm stepping out. When I do mm-hmm. this certain thing, it means one more step and like I can't turn back. And so um, just that that level of commitment to God and being like, I have no idea why you're calling me out of this season. I don't, I don't know what life is like, honestly, without being a leader. I've been a leader in so many seasons of my life, not specifically with life group, but in a lot of other ways. And I've never, I don't remember what a season's like not leading something. Um, and God's inviting me into that place of being like, let's, let's learn what it's like to be a leader without having the actual leader title. Like, you're a leader in our life group, but you're not a leader. Definitely. Like you bring people in and you cultivate that atmosphere just by simply being there and mm. and being like a Christ follower who's committed and who who loves people. And God was like, I want you to learn what that's like because he's like, he's basically this last summer in Indonesia, we were talking about that. Um, sorry. Um, <laughs> you basically could, he was like, I'm, I could take you anywhere. And I was like, you're right. You could literally take me anywhere. Mm. And um giving that to god i could end up overseas one day and it's like that's i'm not gonna i know and that's that's not an easy place to sit from because you're like i don't know where and i don't know what the atmosphere will be like i it's it's a hard thing to step into something and there's a lot of spiritual warfare that comes along with that and and god saying i want you to learn what it's like to be a christ follower without a platform because if i go overseas i'm not gonna walk in there and be a like a part of a mega church that has a life group. I'm going to walk in as a mm. foreigner who loves Jesus and I'm going to want to come and talk to you about it. And you and came so, from a pretty big church in Cyprus. Yes. I mean, my parents have been in ministry most of my life. And so I was raised in a very large church setting. 
um, and then the church that my parents were previously at is it's considered a mega church in some aspects. Um, and so being raised in that, and I kind of, like I said, I've had opportunities. I've become a leader in different ways. I've interned in kids ministries before I've led small groups. Like literally it was kind of weird. Sometimes I'd be like, I don't want to lead. And they'd be like, here you go. And I'm like, okay. Um, so now that you're out of this place of leadership, like a physical, like mm-hmm. a title, like by title. almost. Yeah. yeah. What is, where's your heart at? And what, what have you learned? Like through this process of like, leaving that title and like coming into like yeah. you you were like yeah maybe i'll just do homework tonight i know <laughs> that's a weird <laughs> With that, that giant smile on her face um i um i struggle is it and my mom my mom's amazing she gives me so much wisdom we're going through a lot of similar things right now so it's kind of fun because we're like helping each other um she's here this weekend and so last she's night here? yeah she's here they're leaving today though but they're here they're i want to give her a big hug i know she's Mama the best Mama. <laughs> um but um she told me because last night just even there was a moment that i was like mom like is it bad that there's just some things i don't i don't feel i don't want to go to right now because the leaving leading is so fresh and she was like no that's part of healing so i think i'm in this this part of of healing from the initial shock of God being like, I'm taking you out of this thing that you love so much and that you were rooted in so much. And I'm going to teach you what it's like past it. Mm. So right now I'm healing from that and not in a bad way, like healing is a good thing. And so I'm just kind of like learning what's next. And, um, I feel peace. Like I know I'm in the right place. Cause I don't feel like my world was crashing down. Like I'm like, I did the right thing and I'm sitting in the right thing. Um, but I have no idea why God called me out of it. So I'm very, Curious, yes. I think, you know, you, you should ask him why. By what? the way, you should ask him why he called you out of it. Sometimes. Well, I have inklings of it, but I think part of it is God's wanting me to trust Him, and not be like, I need all the answers right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? What yeah. were you gonna say? Were you to oh yeah, I think sometimes when you say you spent your whole life pouring into people, and I think mm-hmm. sometimes when you pour so much out, mm-hmm. sometimes you just need to be poured into because yeah. at a certain yeah. amount, at a certain time you have nothing left. You have yeah. nothing left to give, mm-hmm. yeah. and I think. That's just God's grace, you know. Yeah, it all definitely. starts with the calling. If He called you to do something, mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty obvious He's going to give you the strength to do yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah. just, you know, yeah. I, I guess you just that, had nothing, nothing else to give. Yeah. Now's the time that yeah. He pours into you. Yeah. So where He, uh, you could look at your own heart and He could reveal to you. Yeah, that's um, good. To keep your heart in the right spot. Yeah, and that's kind of what we were talking about with you earlier. Was like you were saying that you if you're not renewed and you're not doing these things with a heart from jesus and it, it you can't give out what you're not taking in and that's a lesson i've learned the last couple of years of my life is when you're not tapping into what you have with god it is so hard to give it out and give it mm-hmm. out one with a heart for like like doing it in a good heart and one like just in general like i can't if i'm not taking love from god then my love will not be real and it will not be poured out Amen. effectively. Um, and you're like, you're right. I do think part of it is that there was, I gave what I, what I was, I gave everything and I was kind of being stretched thin and work is great, but it's, it's kind of calling me to do a lot right now. And so I wasn't having that time where I was like, let me just soak in an ample time. I had, you know, my time with Jesus, but that's usually about an hour, which is great. But you know, you need that that big chunk of time and i like that word she used soak because it just reminds <laughs> yeah. me you know how the word of god is described as water mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah i love but, that. uh so 
you could compare yourself to like a you know a rock in the river mm-hmm. when that rock is in the in the river the water is constantly flowing upon that that rock that had rough edges but the yeah. more time you spend in that water you smooth it out and it becomes smooth Ooh, that's a word mm, that's good that is a word i want to be smooth i know <laughs> i know i love it no yeah it's true it's so true and just with being a year left until college is over and the places that god has put in my heart for me to go with him i think it requires a level of obedience to the point that god's like Will you obey me if I take something away from you mm-hmm. that you love so much? And I want to I want to know that if I can say yes to something really in the grand scheme of it is not a massive thing. Something as small as saying, Yes, God, I'll step out of this season so that in the future he'll hand me something bigger and say, Here you go, are you gonna do this? And I can I can say yes because I've done it before in smaller steps and that comes mm. from constantly being smoothed over and allowing the the spirit to wash over you and like you're right if you're not getting that daily then it's hard to grow in that and i'm in a place that i I'm, i want i want to like you said be smoothed over and i yes there's some aspects that i have been i've grown so much in like the last couple of years but um i want to solely rely on jesus and yeah. it's been abiding is my word um abide john 15 literally dissecting it so much and i'm learning so much through it but that is a hard concept yeah. to grasp it's, it's like allowing God to be in control and you know it's I love leading I'd love everyone that leads Zach's still a leader it's led with him he's a good he's a good guy oh, and boy. Um, <laughs> and I'm some of my best friends already. are still leaders like I met some of my best friends through that and yes it's hard sitting there in the room when they start talking about things and I'm like I, mm. I'm not in the group meetings anymore I'm not really a part of anything <laughs> like that anymore I don't really know much anymore um but you know I'm, what's also really weird is yeah. when we talk about things and you are not in the know and I we're know. like, and we're like, oh yeah, so Bailey, this and this and this. And you're like, what? And like, I know. Wait, you don't, yeah. and you're like, dang it. And one thing I will say is it's like, I. Because y'all still do the, like, the, the post-life group and pre-life group stuff at your house. Yeah, no life groups at my house, <laughs> which is awesome. And God gave us that house, I believe, so that there's a place for people to come and a place to yeah. have life group. And and my roommate is a life, both of them, one of them section leader, one of them life group leader. I, it's going to stay at my house. Like, I'm not going to be like, just because I'm not a leader, you can't have it. Like, I also told them, I was like, whatever life groups need to happen here throughout the week, it can happen here at this house. Um, but that is like, weird like i said my roommates are leaders and so that's also making it a little harder stepping out because i'm like i had to evaluate i was like do i feel like i will be missing out on friendships if i step out of this and immediately i knew that wasn't from god because i was like no that's from my own selfish heart thinking that i i my friendships come from me being in this position of leadership and that's such Mm -hmm. a lie and um so i even just had to combat like the devil and his thoughts and remember one day i was driving and i started thinking about you know um, i was coming home and i was like okay if i'm gonna really do this god i was like okay i can maybe lead in this place or i can lead in this place or i can join this and become a leader and god stopped me in my tracks and was like i want you to hand me your desire to be a leader and i and he goes in all aspects and i was like (laughs) <laughs> like because i've just like i said i've always been blessed with this position to lead in so many ways and that is not coming across bragging like in my own heart that's just yeah. simply being like god has showed me that the calling he has on my life is real and he's affirmed that through me jumping into places that um 
that are unique and I get to lead things and I've learned so much. I've crashed and burned so much. <laughs> um, and I think that's amazing just to get to have that opportunity, especially so young. Um, but that brings up a pretty good topic. Cause like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just because we're in college or, and that's, this is just a common thing, but it seems like there's this, like that same thing that you're describing and I've I've talked to Zach quite a bit, and he's described similar things. And then I see it in you as well, leading this this group. It seems like there's like this accelerated hero's journey, like this revival happening in people right now. That is like people are having this like fast track to growth. Yeah. How do you, what do y'all see going on there? Okay, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes you do not see the growth. Oh, mm. yeah. But yeah. are you gonna stay committed? I like how you brought up that word commitment yeah. earlier. Yeah. Just because other people say they're gonna come and they don't come, are you still gonna be committed to God? Yes. Mm. Are you still gonna be committed to His work? Are you still gonna be committed to that person that said they weren't gonna come? Yes. Mm. Or that said they were going to come and do it. I mean, let's think about how many times. Doing it from a loving heart. Yeah. yeah. And let's think about how many testimonies we've heard from people. I mean, Bailey, you're one of them. That someone was committed to you because they're also committed to God, but because Jesus would do the same. Yeah. Jesus does that to you, to us. He yeah. runs after us with everything he has. So we do the same to people. The amount of testimonies, the people that lead ministries now because someone was committed and because they did what exactly what jesus mm-hmm. would do and that is they stayed committed and mm-hmm. like with you you and stay committed to this ministry and to this this bible study that i can imagine there are days where you were like this is not fun like yeah. <laughs> especially because you're describing you're describing the environment you're in and if you don't have a church that you're that like you're affiliated with i can imagine that gets hard it gets hard enough leading a life group when you're affiliated in church, I can only imagine what it's like yeah. in your shoes and the fact that you're staying committed and the fact that Ian was willing to like pour into you and stay committed to you and then you... The crazy thing is yeah. Jesus is the definition of commitment. It's so oh, true. So he, go. he runs He stayed committed us. to yeah. us whenever we just yeah. you know, are just so yeah. hard-headed and the crazy thing about Jesus, his love, Yeah. but I think Love and patience go hand in hand. Yeah. Like the patience mm. he's had with me. <laughs> That's oh, good. patience. Oh. I've learned that so much. Love just about and I, I love walking God in patience. So patient. You know what's funny is I used to hate it. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> you we, learned the love. We were talking about earlier about uh, about like staying committed to people and like also to God. And you know, I was thinking about like my own personal walk when it's like, man, when people were committed to me and I wasn't necessarily committed to God at the time, it's like now I'm definitely committed to God, but it's like, (laughs) man, it's like people reached out to me and they were committed to me. And it's because of exactly what you were saying. Jesus was so patient with that person. And so that person is reflecting Jesus in me. They're so patient with me. Mm -hmm. And so now I get to walk out in patience with other people and be mm. gentle with them. Because and, I know how patient he was with yeah, me. Yeah. Jesus was patient with and me I think, and just get to pass that forward. I think one thing that Jesus sets such a good example of commitment because, you know, he had the hardest thing he had to do for, so oh, he had to die. The and hardest it was like possible thing. The fact that Jesus was committed to do that and to do that on that level for, for us, like he sets us an example of like, I can be committed. And, well, because imagine if like that's y- commitment. Imagine if yeah. you knew that you had to die, and there's going to be these people that come against you. And your friend, yeah, yeah. We, we, one of your closest <laughs> friends was going to come against you. You would at least like start yelling at them or something. Oh, like, yeah. Dude, why are you trying to kill me? You know, but- what he, you know what he told him? He said, "Go and do what you're going to do. Do it quickly." 
Mm. He gave him he gave him bread, right? And he passed him or um the cup or something and then he said go. And I that's just the fact that Jesus and even like let's let's think about this before he was arrested, Jesus prayed and he 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 was so anxious and so fraught that he he bled when he sweat. Like mm. so intensely just with the thought of what he had to do and he you know jesus even asked god if there's a way to take this cup for me take it and like i think we are allowed there's grace on our part when that's hard and there's moments that it's like god just take this cup for me like last semester when i said please just take this and god's like no i've called you to do this and jesus stuck with it and so it's like we we're, model alla- that we're allowed those moments but when god's like you said when god's called us you got to stick with it and so jesus did that and we wouldn't be here today if jesus didn't do that and Mm -hmm. also 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 like finally releasing that like title in that place Mm -hmm. where god had you before is also like honorable to god because it's making room for him to come in and grow in a different aspect because if we hold on to so many things that we think define us yes it's hard for God to grow at all because there's no room. You're it's, so right. You have dude. to make room. Yeah. Another thing, to, you know what? Okay. This one time, uh, I was hanging out with a friend or getting lunch or something. And he was talking about this exact topic about like things that we should like let go of in order to like have God grow us. And he was specifically talking about like relationships and marriage. Cause he was, mm. um, getting married soon. And, uh, he remembers talking to God about it one time cause he was like really just getting ready to get married and he was excited about it. And it was like the number one thing that was like on his mind. And he, and he remembers he asked God one day and God was like, how would you feel if I came back on, mm-hmm. on the day you got married? Yeah. Like if I returned and in the middle of your ceremony, you... The flesh in me is like, no, just give me one. He was like, God, <laughs> please. But, he, yeah. but, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like, you know what? When we have this grip on, you know, things of this world, like, for example, a title, mm-hmm. leader, Bible study leader. When, yeah. we have all, when we have this huge grip on something and we try to tighten it to, like, because we say, oh, we're we're so dependent on this for whatever reason. Maybe it's like a personal identity or something. I don't know. Whenever we have like that tightened grip, it's like, no, God wants us to loosen that grip and grow our tighter grip on like Jesus and yeah. like onto the cross. It's like the closer mm-hmm. we cling to the cross, the greater we're going to grow. Not necessarily on any of these other well, things. Well, and this other grip is an illusion. Mm-hmm. This other grip's a lie. Like mm-hmm. any any power, like Ian was telling me this just the other day at uh, Sweet Eugene's Coffee Shop. For those in College Station, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Get you some uh, coffee. <laughs> get you some Bible Breakfast Brew. They'll, we'll probably license it out to them, you know. <laughs> Number love for but, uh, Sweet Eugene. No, he was talking yes. about like any power. Like, so the only true power in all of the universe is God, right? That's the only real power. And anything else is just like a lie. Any power, anybody that tries to act like they have power. Like actual authority. Yeah. The only actual authority is through yeah. God, through the Holy Spirit. And like we're we're allotted that authority when we receive the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And it's like... It's e- kind of fun- even evil forces have to ask God for permission. Exactly. That's it's crazy. Kind of, it's kind of funny how 
God, the definition of love for, with God is choice, right? He mm-hmm. gives us yeah. this choice to choose him. But it's kind of funny how God gives us the choice. He only has, He's the only one that has true power. And then the devil has no power to give us choice. Yeah. But he's trying so hard to take it away. Mm-hmm. And like so hard to make give us an illusion of like no choice at all. It's funny how you give somebody just a little bit of power and it gets to their head. Mm. But Christ, he has like ultimate power and yet he still operates Amen. in love. Yeah. Mm. And going back to the cross, love is just greater than hate. It's just yes. he did that because he loved us that much. Yeah. He said, Father, don't like let this cup pass from me. But that was the only way we could go to him. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry, keep going. Oh, I like how you said uh about your friend. Like, what if Christ came on the day of your marriage? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. But, GG, right? <laughs> but uh, if you read in Revelation, when he comes. That's his we, marriage. Our marriage with him. Mm-hmm. You know, marriage you, you, and marriage is just a representation. You become one with the, yeah. with the other spouse. So yeah. think about that day. We'll be one with him. Mm-hmm. We don't even know what that's like yet. Yeah, to literally the, understand being yeah. one with Christ, yeah. one with the we Father. We eagerly await our groom. Yeah. As the bride of Christ. I was listening kind of on this topic a little bit. I was listening to this message the other day while cleaning my house. Um, and it was about marriage and how, you know, the, the world wants us to expect a certain thing about marriage. And um, it's never what we thought when we get into it. Even Christians struggle. Mm. Oh, it's hard and, work. Yeah. And he was talking about how um, the picture, he, he started describing back in the day Hebrew marriage. And he was like, a guy will go and he will decide, he will go to this village or something and he will decide that that is his bride. He will have this big party and he will pay a price for her, her dowry, which is what Jesus did. He paid a price for us. Then he will leave to go back to his house and prepare a place in his father's house for her, for the day when he goes and gets her and takes her back. Well, let's think about what, what Jesus tells the disciples, mm. I'm leaving to go to my father's house wow. to prepare a place for you until the day I come back to get you. So that's what marriage is. It's a picture of, of us with Christ. And it's like, we are the bride. We are eagerly waiting. So when the bride's awaiting, she's getting all her stuff ready. She's like trying to learn and grow and get all these things ready. Are we and getting ready? Yeah. And it's like, but you she doesn't know the day. Here's the thing. The bride never knew when the groom was going to come back. And mm. so it was just like this eagerly awaiting work. and you don't know how long while the groom is getting ready. And so like the fact that we don't know when Christ is coming back and when he does show up and he's taking us, he's going to take us to that place that he prepared mm. for us. And it's like, yeah, that is so beautiful. Sweet. And yeah. so like you said, that marriage, it is like, that is exactly what marriage is intended to be. It's a picture of what we will be like in heaven with Christ. Mm. Like that just one like eternal mm. togetherness. This is, I, it's something that I'm growing in. And I, when I heard that, that comparison to the Hebrew marriage, mm. I was like, <laughs> that well, makes so much sense. <laughs> let's talk about how fun it is to be a Christian. It's mm. it's more People exciting. Think it's boring. Well, it's more exciting that we don't know. <laughs> if, if it's boring, oh, you're doing yeah. it wrong. It's dude. a mystery, yeah, and I love that. Funny. I love it because it's like it's like if I knew everything about God, and if I knew exactly that He's going to come back, I would get bored in like week one. I'd be yeah. like, I know it all. I don't need. Well, and you'd be you like, know? I'm going to wait to the very end, and yeah. then I'm just going to like and then not care. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like it's oh, dude. It's like when. We're all in college. 
It's like when the teacher says, oh, yeah, it's due Sunday at midnight. Don't wait. And you're like, okay, I'll start Sunday at 4. Sunday (laughs) at 7 p.m. Yeah, I did that. I did that yesterday. Sunday at (laughs) 11.59. I I had homework that I, like, didn't even start until, well, I did a little bit on Wednesday, but other than that, like, I didn't start until, like, after church on Sunday. But it was, like, I had every opportunity to do it the whole, Mm -hmm. like, two weeks that it was assigned. I love how y'all compared marriage to like what jesus is Mm -hmm. doing for us Mm -hmm. and like into the gospel right because if you if you look at almost anything that's like fundamental to life i love that it's like just a physical representation of the gospel yeah like an apple and apple tree i think um michael yabro he brought up this the apple tree he's like dude if you look at an apple tree, it's the gospel. If you look at this, it's the gospel. The gospel is the only story in which all of quantum physics represents, all of human nature represents. And it, it's just incredible to me thinking about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's, it reminds me of someone that I know um, that, that literally can like take the weirdest object and somehow relate it to the gospel. <laughs> and I watched him do it overseas <laughs> we were standing at this lake in the middle of this giant mega city with someone and he goes up to the sky fishing and relates like some random part of the, the fishing of men, pole right? well I, it was like it was i mean it was an easier thing but he's i've watched him do it before and it's like wow if he can relate this object to the gospel then like that's just evident that god's creation breeze his mm. his story i got a friend yeah. we were at denny's right and this is <laughs> oh, why i was good. laughing because i was thinking about the story <laughs> i love talking bible about, jokes they're so talking good. about like you know just being a, being able to take an object and just compare it to something jesus was a master of it he just took anything mm. he's seen and just did it <laughs> he did but but one of my friends we were at denny's right he was like man sex is like syrup it's good but only if it's put in the right place. Oh, like, oh my like, god! That's actually. Like, I need to write that like, down. Sex outside of marriage is yeah. not good. Yeah. Yeah. Syrup outside of breakfast. It's sticky, and <laughs> you don't need sticky. that. That's, that's yeah. what he oh, said. Just, imagine just <laughs> syrup, just <laughs> nasty. Yeah, and that's that's just another evidence of. What's God's the worst thing you could put syrup on? What syrup and a burger? Tomatoes. Tomatoes, probably. I just made that up, like a head of lettuce that's or something. Good. <laughs> just add it to your salad instead of ranch. Oh, you, know? oh. <laughs> you, you do that and Let's, tell me how it is. I think <laughs> syrup on a burger. That is not a Bible good, breakfast, right no. there. No. But I. I what think, is a Bible breakfast? That's a good question. Denny's. <laughs> maybe when <laughs> oh maybe when you're you're reading your Bible in the morning and you're getting your spiritual food. Right. That yeah. is real Bible oh, breakfast. Oh, that is. <laughs> but I love Can't how... Can't forget that pure spiritual milk. Mm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I relate spiritual like, growth to Spiritual food bacon, so much. right? But yeah, no, I, I like that you... I mean, it's true. Like, you know, everything that we have represents the gospel, even something like, like that, like something that the world, that the devil's allowed the mm. world to skew so much and God's intention was to be one, to like know someone fullness through that and it's like that like relating to anything that seems like is a christian you can't do this you can't do that but it's like god did it for a purpose he did it so that it reflects his glory and his goodness and there's a reason that things are saved for certain times Mm. or are just we don't do because it's like that doesn't reflect god's glory Mm. and so 
you know that's hard that's a hard well, thing to grasp it's kind of like what the like what sin is right yeah it's inherently like instant gratification but long term just dissatisfaction mm. it's like eating, and ultimately it's failure like eating a cookie <laughs> instantly you're happy but then afterwards you're like why did i eat that cookie <laughs> cookies are from the dough I love, no, they aren't <laughs> or, or, or you're like i heard a comedy routine <laughs> once join the dark side like, of cookies <laughs> where it's like you you've got a smoothie and uh the first time you drink it you're like oh this is pretty good i'm glad uh, i did this and you keep drinking it you get a brain freeze it goes right to your head like, mm. Ah, ah. Mm. and then you know eventually stops hurting it's like but then mi- you're stupid enough to take another sip <laughs> <laughs> it's like a milkshake like you start oh. to drink the milkshake and by the time it's gone you're like i wish i had more milkshake <laughs> i'm like what's with you and milkshakes so like man you oh, love you those shake things milks? yeah shake milks you love <laughs> no no that is that's rough that's Oh, All right, we'll gross. move on. We'll move on. <laughs> Nico, what are what are what are some challenges have been that you've had since you've started leading in that Bible study at Brenham? They always say the biggest enemy is yourself. Mm. So just like I said, it all goes back to keeping your heart right. Like I can't emphasize that enough. The moment you just want to go up there and just talk, just so you could get the appraisal from men, and you see mm. that with the Pharisees, Jesus did not like the pharisees the pharisees is one group of people that he did not like and i just look at myself in the mirror and it's the hardest thing for people to do Mm -hmm. it's hard for somebody to look in the mirror and be like man i'm not doing this right i need to do better Mm. and i think right now yeah and i think the problem with people is they have this view of who they want to be and who they actually are yeah see when you accept who you actually are and you accept your mistakes, then you could grow to be who you want to be. Some people, they just suck so bad at basketball. I'm just saying. But they think they're Mike, Michael Jordan in their mind. Guilty. And they, and they can never grow that way because mm. you don't see that you're not that good and you need to work on it. Mm, Same good. thing. You need so, to pass the ball. Yeah, you need to pass the ball, Kobe. <laughs> you need to humble yourself before the Lord, in a sense. So I'll be in humble. Yeah. And... Uh, Another thing is, bigger isn't always necessarily better. Mm. Yeah. That's bigger so is not necessarily always better. You got to be faithful to whatever God mm. gives you. Like your term of ministry and stuff. Like oh, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the size of, of it. And I think the, yeah. the, the American church in general, size is the whole thing. And that's what I learned just growing up. And that is not in, biblical. No. And that's what I learned growing up in ministry is it was all numbers driven. They were like, we only had 50 people here. And last year we had 100. What's wrong? And then it's like, okay, well, God still moved. And that's, and I found myself in that place that I was always like, I'm never going to focus on numbers. And then literally last spring, I was like, we had 10 people at life group tonight. Other life groups have 20. Like what's going on? And it was like such an unhealthy mindset because Mm -hmm. I was so focused on the, the growth, like how big it was versus like if God was even, if we were allowing a space for God to move, which God can move anywhere, he's, Mm -hmm. he can do impossible things, but it's like, are we creating a space that God can show up? Even if that means Mm -hmm. that it's, us five leaders and two other people that aren't leaders, yeah. you know. It's also, plug for small things. Jesus only had twelve disciples. Yep. Mm. His True. his close Bible study only had twelve people in it, not including himself. So mm. yeah, and and like just mm. to add on to that, I mean, he the Bible talks about how he had more until he gave a specific sermon, and and it was 
Because they abandoned people, everything. People right? left, yeah. Yeah, Pick up yeah he had tons of disciples. But the only people that stuck around were the ones that saw Jesus for who he was. The disciples looked at him, and he's like, are you going to go away as well? And they were like, we got, we get, we're all in. We got nowhere else to go. And mm. like I've had moments like that, like in Brenham, where I was like, God... I hate everything right now. <laughs> like, I know I'm, I know I'm not bad. supposed to hate, but that's in me right now. But I don't have anywhere else to go, so you better freaking fix some stuff. Like <laughs> it was sad, like it's like frustrating, but at the same time, it's like I know this is where I have to be. Yeah, whether I yeah. want to be or not. I love yeah. when we demand God do something, and that's like not our like, place. He just responds. Yeah, his, his, however he wants to, and it's just so great. Yeah, man. Bigger isn't always necessarily better. It's all about the fruit. Yeah. What I noticed is the same people come every Thursday. Yeah. That's you awesome. might have a couple new newbies here and there that will stick around for about two weeks and then they'll go. But for the most part, the people that come on a weekly basis, fruit is growing in their life. Mm-hmm. God's word will never go back to him void. So mm-hmm. sometimes you have these lies in your head. And I and I try not to allow them to stick there very long. It'll, they'll be like, oh, there's not a lot of people. Or, oh, yeah. they're not benefiting from this word. Why are you even doing this? You could go do this, change a career path, and make more money. Mm. But that's just a lie. What, what, is, yeah. what is money compared to saving another person? So, yeah. or, it's an and it's not even me doing it. It's God using yeah. me. Like That's humbling. Yeah. God being able, to, being able to use somebody like me. Yeah. Being used. We always, me and Ian were talking about this earlier. We always talk about how great Paul is. Paul isn't great. No. Paul knew. He said, man. I'm I the wish, least of the apostles is what I'm he the said. least. He yeah. said, if I could be cut off for my brother's sake. Yeah. Do you understand what he was saying? Mm. Like cut off from Christ. Mm. If you're not in Christ, you're not going to heaven. Mm. And he was willing for the brother's sake. Mm. Wow. And he was that humble. Mm. That's what made Paul wow. great. He was humble. Yeah. You know what I just realized? Our like church body is like a huge like a uh, book club. It's like where else do you see Simple something terms. where it's like <laughs> no, like think about it though. Yeah. Like where else do you where else do There's you see There's a lot of books in that book club. I'll tell you that. Right. It's but like where 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 else is it so common that you were just like, Oh yeah, I've read that same exact story and I can relate to it exactly how you're saying. Like, you know, Paul actually said that he was the the least of the disciples. Like, that's, you know, where else is that possible? But you, know, but you know what? I wouldn't have been able to say that if I wasn't reading the word. Right. If I wasn't paying attention to what God was, like, saying, both to Paul and to me. You know what I mean? I think that's actually really crucial when we talk about leading. Oh, you got to be. You ha- I mean, you've got to be so, you can, I mean, not just with leading or with anything, just like everything you do in your life, you've got to be, like, connected to god yeah. like mm. daily because he is the source of all that 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 divine sustenance that's going to propel you so forward. i have a question for you guys how do you know when you have gotten your like fair share of god for the day like when do you mm. know you've read enough of the bible and like because sometimes i feel like i'll like haven't read enough and i'm like oh i need to read more and like Am I disappointing God if I don't read more? And like, well, you, know. you never dis- You could go your whole life without reading the Bible, and He wouldn't be disappointed because it's not about what you do; it's about what Jesus has already done. Mm. So He already loves you for that. That's a good word. But mm. more more than that, when you read the Bible for, let's say you read the Bible for ten minutes, let's say you read the Bible for two minutes, yeah, and then you're like, okay, cool, but then you're like, I want to keep reading. 
that's like a sign that you're just like hungry for more of Jesus. Mm. Now let's say you read the Bible for 10 hours and then you're like, and then you, you set it down and you're like, I still want to keep reading. Like you're still hungry. You know what I'm saying? Like God like loves both of those regardless of the circumstances because he knows because what he cares about less is about like the numbers exactly what Bailey was saying earlier and more about like the heart behind it. He cares about like your spirit and if your spirit is like chasing after him, he wants to reward that. And if you're filled with him either coming out of, you know, let's say you've got like 30 minutes that you are like available to read the Bible or spend time with God or pray with him or whatever and you you basically end that that time and you're like i still want to keep like being in fellowship with god Mm -hmm. then like god loves that he really really enjoys that because he wants to have fellowship with you as 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 well right so like i don't know if there's necessarily a point when we're like oh yeah like i'm filled now like i'm done but it's more like now i have to go i have to go do something else but i I still want to go talk to jesus i wouldn't be doing all the things i'm a part of here because i would just want to sit in the presence all the time because it's the best place to be and i think practically on it like kind of like zach did zach said is it's like you you get to a certain point that it's like you you have to just go to something else but i try to make a space that i have enough time like i think it an like an hour or more is usually good for me because it's like i'm not just like writing and reading like a little bit i'm mm. i'm allowing it to see where i'm allowing it to, i'm allowing to think about what i'm reading and time for god to respond time, yeah allowing for that but i can i can tell you there's so many times when i'm you know got my hour in and i have to go do things and i'm like oh man i don't want to go to work today i've there's been some times i thought about can i just call in and be like having a really good time with jesus today <laughs> i can't come but um it's sad in this world that's not a good excuse no and you know i do work at a a Christian store. Um, but you know, you still got to keep it open. So it's like, as much as I think they would be like, okay, it's just not honoring to them. And, um, I'm not shepherding what God has well for me in that moment. But, um, it's like Zach said, I don't think there's ever a moment that you're like, okay, I've had enough God today. It's just like, it's more of like now the world's starting and you have to just keep, you have to do the things that God has you part of. And that's still spending time with him. Something I'm learning, is um, that when I want to learn what it's like to pray without ceasing, and it's a hard thing to build because you know it's not our nature to constantly be in prayer and in petition with God, even when you're working or you're doing homework or you're just walking. Um, my mind goes so many other places, um, and I think that's something that we can, if when we grasp, it's like we're always with God, just not always in the capacity of sitting and reading our Bible. So we're mm. always in his presence. And even in the moments that we're in our car and we're sitting there still, or we're, um, you know, walking across campus to our next class, or we're walking into work for the 500th time. And you're like, this is so mundane and I'm so tired of it. And I know exactly what's going to happen at work today, but you're still with God. And, yeah. um, that's something I'm learning. It's something I think it's, is, is important for a lot of, for Christians to grasp is that it's yes, we need our time with Jesus because that's the word and that's, that's your secret place. But also like when you step out of that, God doesn't go, okay, well I'm going to go back to my room now. I'll see you next time. It's like, God's like, no, I'm, I'm walking with you. I'm going with you. Mm. And so, um, I can never get enough of it, but I, I don't think, I think, we could live our whole life. We could go in eternity and still not get enough of God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't think it's uh, 
you could ever go throughout the whole day. Wait, what am I saying? Okay, so I don't think you could go. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I don't think you could ever get enough of God. But I think sometimes, like you said, like, how do I know when I got my daily bread? Yeah. yeah. I think it's all listening to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Being able to just learn how to obey him. Because sometimes I'll read for 10 minutes and something just hits me hard. <laughs> and then sometimes I'll read an hour and I'm like, man. I, I didn't feel anything. I didn't, yeah, I, yeah. And it's yeah. not necessarily a feeling. It's just like, man, I know it's sad to say, but like, man, I didn't get anything out of it. Like, I need yeah. to read more. Like, what yeah. can I get out of this? I and need something new. Yeah. And we're not always promised something out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always- you know what? I was talking to, um, we got a good friend of ours. He's the wor- one of the worship leaders at our, our local church. And he, he, I was talking to him the other day and he was like, yeah, like sometimes even when I like am spending time with God in the morning when I'm reading the Bible or like worshiping, it's like I really like I wake up in the morning. I'm like, I don't really feel like doing it. But it's like I do it anyway because God is my friend and I love him. And he deserves my time. So, like, I'm just, I'm going to, like, sp- spend some time and just be his friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, like, uphold. You know, we were talking earlier about uh, being committed. It's like, let's be committed to Jesus, you know, even when we don't want to. Like, that, that was the idea that he had. And so, I think, like, when we talk about, um, in a sense, like, having, like, being filled or, like, almost expecting something from God every time that we, like, Mm. reach out to him or, or spend time with him it's like doesn't necessarily have to be that way all all we are called to do is just have relationship with yeah. him and if that's something that like we do then that's like god loves that yeah something that i find um and this is just a practical i think is uh, something i've learned is that you know over time i get kind of stagnant when i'm sitting there and like let's say i'm in a season of i'm reading the bible as much as I can and I'm sitting there and then I get to a point where I'm like, um, I, I'm not enjoying this as much as I used to. And I've heard from people that I really trust that are wise and and are older than me that I've said, you got to find what, what gets you excited again to sit down with Jesus. And so if that means you journal for 45 minutes out of your time with Jesus, if you have an hour, if that's when you're talking to Jesus and you're talking to God and you are com- like communicating with him through journaling, do it and that um, because relationships change yeah and that's what i tell my Mm. my people at disciple is you know i've had so many girls that i've sat with and sorry that sounds like i've discipled a million people i haven't um the people that i've discipled um almost all of them have looked at me at some point and said my time with jesus was okay this week um it was hard because i'm just kind of getting bored Mm. and i'm like you know i totally understand because there you you don't want to meet up the same and do the same thing every day with someone it's like mm-hmm. eventually you're gonna be like okay we've had pizza and movies <laughs> like every time we meet and so it's like find that thing that gets you rejuvenated like if that is soaking and listening to worship music for a solid hour oh, i've had so seasons fun. like yeah. that where all i need is just to be in the presence of god and laying on my floor with worship music just pouring over me because god designed it for that reason so it's like do what you need to do to get in the presence of God as long as you're in the presence of God. And so if I, I, this may be heresy. I don't know. Throwback. <laughs> um, I have had seasons where I've barely 
dissected the Bible. I've read a couple of verses and I'm like, cool. Because I knew that wasn't what I needed from God at that moment. I needed to journal everything out to him. And so I sat there and I communicated with God through journaling and I learned so much through it. Yes, I went to the Bible and found truth and yes, I sought things, but it wasn't my main source of time with Jesus. And now I'm grown into a season where I'm like the Bible, I can't get enough. But like there are seasons where I'm like, I'm just going to lay in my floor yeah. today and let worship music speak because that is biblical and that is truth. And so I know there've been times for me when I'll, I'll spend time with him in the morning. Um, when I don't journal at all, I'll, or even, you know, dive into the word even at all. I'll just listen. It'll, it'll be like exactly what you said, just an hour of, of music but or so. And, and the, the key thing is that you're in the presence of God. Yes. I think that's what people feel like they have to be in this, they get a ritualistic kind of thing of like, I got to remember, I got to journal, I got to pray, I got to. Very it's religious. Like, but it's like, in a sense. it's more relationship. like, yeah, allow yourself to even just get in the presence of God mm. and whatever you're doing to do that, do it. Cause that is what you're doing to get in his presence. And so yeah. it's like, and I've, t- and, and it's been fun to see my, my people, the people I disciple come back and be like, yeah, this week I, I just journaled and I got so much. And I'm like, that's awesome. And then we sit there together and we read the Bible together. Yeah. And, and I've told them, and it's funny, their faces every time I say, you know, you don't have to read five chapters out of the Bible. And every single time you sit down to time with Jesus and they're like, really? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you don't have to torture yourself. Like that's the last thing yeah. Jesus would want is one ritual that you feel like you have to do this ritualistic stuff to get in the presence. It's like, do what you got to do. And if that means, if that means tomorrow morning you wake up and you have coffee and you just get on your face for the whole hour that you're doing, like if an hour, hour and a half, however long you do time with Jesus, and that's how you get in the presence, then God wants you to do that. You I know? like going to the park. Yeah. Just no, looking no. at everything. Sitting on the Bailey, you mentioned uh, discipleship earlier. Just for the listeners, because they might not know what that mm-hmm. is. Can they you like tell us what that is? Um. Yeah. No, discipleship is awesome. It is the smallest form I think of Bible study than that we get is it's like, um, there's a spider, LOL. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's modeled after Jesus, um, and the disciples, he goes and finds people and he spends time with them and grows with them, reads the Bible. So that's what we believe is that's kind of where revival starts is the discipleship because you're building each other mm. up, you're sharpening each other. Um, I've so seen, how does that work? How does discipleship work? Yeah. Um, well the way that I've, I've been discipled and I disciple people is we meet um, weekly, once a week. Um, and you know, you can meet more than that. Um, and I believe once a week is good because it's like, it's kind of like Bible study. It's your accountability. You know, you show up and you grow. Um, and so when we get together, we have accountability questions that we ask each other. I do the same thing as my disciples every week because I'm like, I'm not your teacher. Like we are growing. Sake. It's more like, I don't, oh, I get so passionate about this. I don't view myself as their teacher because a lot of the people I disciple are not like we are the same age or they are like a year older than me. So who am I to sit there and be like, I am all knowing. Let me teach you everything I know. It's like, I don't know anything too. So let's sit here together and and let's grow. And so what we do is we get together and I ask them five questions. It's time with Jesus. How's your purity this week? Cause purity is so important and it's in more aspects than sexual purity. It's, like minds, thoughts, emotions, things like that. Anything on your heart? Are you making disciples? Because that's what our great commission is. And then if you have a verse, because we both, we believe that, you know, it says in the Bible, the word of God is like, it's a weapon that we have in our mind. And so it's like, are you renewing your mind through that? And so every week I ask them that, and then I answer truthfully back. And then 
literally I've changed it so much over time, but all we do is we sit there and we go, God, what do you want us to read? And we ask, mm. we do one worship song, we pray. And then we, sometimes we get five verses. Sometimes we get one and we sit there for that hour and 15 minutes of time. And we dive into the word and it's mutual. And I love it because it's so beneficial. And I've had discipleships in the past where that person was like my teacher to me. And I needed that in that moment. And I think discipleship grows, but, um, really what it is, is it's two people. It's not a teacher and a student. It's two people sharpening each other yeah two people um you know you can have three people i've seen people who have had five um it's cool sometimes have different perspectives but it's like you're sharpening each other and that is important i think a lot of times it gets lost because it's like i'm your discipler i should be your teacher which you know some people need that but a lot of it is jesus was like yes jesus was god so it's hard to completely mock like compare ourselves to that Mm -hmm. it's like but jesus grew with the disciples too he was Mm -hmm. growing and so it was like it was like they grew each other they taught each other and it was it it was a really pretty picture of people just sharpening like literally like i think it's ecclesiastes is that the word is that the where they iron sharpens iron you you gotta sharpen each other Oh, that's a proverb i think proverbs it's i get it mixed up i'm terrible with somewhere in the the wisdom literature it's in it's in all that the old testament it's right in that little section but um it something that i i the last thing i want is for my disciples to leave being discipled by me and have only taken away some like they what they learned from me not what they learned from god and i've got a couple people who are about to graduate and i'm like i want when you walk out of these doors when you graduate i want you to walk away having such a strong foundation and how to go to god and how to read the bible that you forget literally almost everything i told you that comes from me because it's like that will never get you anywhere God will. And so it's something that I think all of us have to learn. And that's what I believe discipleship really is, is it's, it's growing together. And that's where revival starts. It's, it's like you're in this place together and you're growing together and you're empowering each other and you're really just rooted in the word. So weekly. Yeah. I think ultimately we're all disciples of Jesus. Yeah. Amen. You know? And, um, I mean like discipleship, the funny thing about that term is like, that wasn't solely a biblical term back then it wasn't like oh this is like discipleship was like a common thing it's like it was like a mentorship type not even necessarily disciple of plato or something yeah kind of like a like you know like internships nowadays where people go and they learn from someone who's been doing this for a while Mm -hmm. um like i remember when i was going to be discipled i thought i had all this knowledge and stuff and some guy (laughs) came to me and he was like hey man i want to disciple you and like all the pride in me was like or should I disciple I you? Now. I was like, yeah, that kind of thing. But then God convicted me. He's like, man, you've been asking for a discipler. This is the guy I brought you. And I was like, okay, fine. And then I started getting discipled by him. And he had just such a heart for God, just mm-hmm. as like in a relational way that I had never seen. And I remember just being like, I have learned so much more from this guy than I thought I ever would. Yeah. And he really did have more knowledge of god than i did in this respect yeah. and this is how god disciples. i think me. i think there is some level like i'm in a season now that um i desire a discipler that is significantly older than me because mm. i think if you look in the bible a lot of the great disciple discipler disciples mentor maybe whatever you want to call them had a separation in age and wisdom so like um, Paul, and, Paul Timothy. and Timothy, you know, you go to all these people and it's like, 
it's like, you know, they were so separate. And so Timothy could learn from someone who's been there and done that. And so I think in college, what's cool is that we get to really in a season of just sharpening each other. But what Ian's saying is this guy was older than him and had done it longer than him. So he was like, hey, man, I can give you just a little inkling of kind of how it's been for me. Um, but I think a lot of discipleship relations that we see in, in college are peer-to-peer, which is not a bad thing. But I think that's when it gets convoluted of like, well, my this person thinks they know more than me. And it's like, yes, some people I disciple, I'm walked longer than them, but I don't, I'm still, I'm 22. Yeah. I'm learning too. And so I do agree that like we need, at, uh, there's, you need mentors. Yeah. That's just a thing. And, um, well, we get know. to, we get to a point where mentorship is not necessarily as important as accountability and fellowship in that sense. Peers are really, I, I actually really, really enjoy peer-to-peer discipleship in that sense although i i also really enjoy the uh the older, older. to younger the wiser I think to it's the less important. Wiser. like i said like you your peer-to-peer you sharpen each other you understand each other a little bit better um but you know i i guess i've just struggled i've this is i'm just gonna be vulnerable i struggled because i've been discipled by someone who was in every part of my life. Um, mm. So there was no separation. And I started to view this person as an authority. And I hated it because I was like, we're best friends. I don't want to sit here and view you as my authority. Yeah. And I struggled because I was be like, that way no. And, you know, this person is awesome. And they didn't intend for that to happen. But because all I knew from discipleship was that this whoever is discipling me is my, t- is my authority. And that's not what God intended. And so I was like, I have to review what peer-to-peer discipleship looks like. And I had to kind of rewire my brain on it. And so now I'm so passionate about it because I'm like, it's so important. But I think a lot of people start believing, oh, because I disciple this person, I automatically know 10 times more than them. And it's like, no, that's not true. Yes, you may have a longer walk than them. Yes, you may you may have been a Christian more years, but you, your peers, like God wants us to sharpen each other, not necessarily teach each other everything. And so it's like, you do need that older, younger contrast because that person's been there. I like that way better. The older and the younger. You know, I, I'm i trying not to be super opinionated about it. No, it's hard no. because I've just, I've, I've. I just found you know, it, you know, because my mentor, he was older than me and he knew way more than me. And mm-hmm. it was just like with an older person, it's just something about listening to somebody with gray hair on their head speak about the word of god they just have so much knowledge and they do it with love they're so cool and then it's just like this respect factor like you know i take you serious you know yeah yeah, kind of to like jump onto what you're saying like and i i actually line up with that a lot i think that like sometimes like i've been decided by people younger than me Mm -hmm. and it's been the most beneficial thing for me i remember Mm -hmm. when i first humbles you yeah, when I first started like walking with God, I decided, and he won't mind if I say his name, Michael Yarbrough. Like, he he was a kid I started uh, discipling at the time. He was still like in high school, and you know when I came back from Brenham, I went through just a lot of like depression and all these problems, and like I was struggling in faith and all these things. And that dude's a man of God. Yeah. Oh, that <laughs> dude is solid. I love. He's my brother. You know. Yeah. Um, and we're friends first. We're brothers first before anything else. Um, you know, and that's what discipleship is. I mean, even Jesus said the disciples were his friend, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. He's like, yeah. now you're my friend. And they were like, oh, we're mm-hmm. like. So do y'all though- think it should be some type of intentionality? Like, there should be intentionality 
with yeah. like yes, how absolutely. someone's poured into and like what oh, the di- sure. like absolutely. what the relationship is. Yes, the uh, whole the whole point of discipleship is that like you the, uh, that you the group of two or three or whoever is is ultimately growing in, in closeness to God and relationship with each other, um, but more so like in the context of accountability and and building each other up and sharpening each other up like like what Bailey was saying, um, but. I think it really helps when we have that established. Okay, like here is a res- like here is the established respect level that I have for this person. You know, one of the great things about having someone older is that like because of their their maturity and how wise they are, that's easy to do. It is so easy to just just give them all of this respect and authority. With peer to peer, it's a little harder. But as long as you are able to humble yourself, it's just like yeah, like I want to learn alongside this person, or I want to learn with this person, or if they're younger, it's like. Man, I really want to learn from this person to yeah. see, like... And I'm not going to lie. I did not agree with everything that he's told me, my mentor. Yeah. But yeah. for the most part, he was solid. Like, mm-hmm. I, if I need something, even right now, like, biblical advice, I will call him. Yeah, yeah and that's something I watched my parents, you know. They, you don't have to agree to them, yeah, everything they say. They, they're in ministry and um, full, like, long-term, because everyone's in ministry, but they work full-time, um and that's her their job um and my dad had a mentor at one point in his life that he still calls to this day that if he has spiritual questions or just questions that are you know he calls this guy and this guy will pick up the phone and talk to him my mom has like they both have this one together and then my mom has one too that she was and um i remember when my parents were let go from their jobs last june um they struggled with some things and um, they picked up the phone and called one of their mutual mentors and they were on the phone for hours with this guy and they still call him to this day. I think my mom called him a couple weeks ago and was like, Hey, and he's older than them. But I think what's cool is like, you know, in that context, they needed that. And it's like, I, I just, I disciple a girl who's, who's older than me. She's a senior. She's going to graduate very soon. I love her to death. Um, and yes, there was that level of like separation because, you know, she was a newer Christian and I've done it for a little bit, but I'm, you know, I'm still growing and learning. I've got a lot to learn, um, but I've come a far, a long way. And, um, so there is that level of like, she respects what I say because she knows that I've done this a little yeah. bit longer than her. But, um, you know, it's like, I, I think it's also humble for the discipler to realize that you don't know everything mm-hmm. and that yeah. you are not older like you are maybe older in a sense of spiritual walk, but you are not this all knowing older, wiser person. It's like, I sit there with this girl and I go, um, yes, maybe I've, I've been into the word a little bit longer, but I'm, I like realize that, um, I'm not going to know everything for you. And I don't want you to like think that I will. And it's like, um, it's just a journey and I've been on it and I'm sorry. I got so opinionated. I, um, that's a part of, a lot of things of why I've stepped out of leading is it's like my own path of like, what does this look like for me? And, um, and you know, I, I, I am a firm believer in discipleship. I am, I've seen it work. Um, I've seen churches that don't do it and they're hurting (laughs) because they don't cultivate that in people. And it's like, I think it's such a biblical thing and it's, it's such, it's such a simple way to go like to places overseas and be like, Hey, let's meet together one-on-one and let's talk about the Bible. And then that's how 
their cult, that's how their country changes. That's how Mm. they get, because you can just meet. It's so simple to meet with someone at coffee. We do it all the time. So like, Mm. let's meet intentionally and talk about Jesus. And so, um, get you some breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a simple thing to teach too. And it's like, it's so effective. And so I love discipleship. I'm just adamant about the differences between peer to peer and, and mentorship. Antioch in general is kind of discipleship. You know what I mean? That's like the whole idea of Antioch is like a church disciples another church. And then like that church is like born and then, you know, one of the whole, I mean, one of the whole ideas of, of Jesus's ministry was discipleship as well. So, well, that's how he started. I mean, let's think about it. If the disciples weren't discipled by Jesus, the gospel would not have been spread. Like he poured into them for so long. And then when he left, he, he Usual. taught them so much that they weren't like, what do we do now? They were like, Here we I know go. what to do you now. Know? And yeah. of course the Holy Spirit came and gave them all like Give aided them, them. Yeah. but it was like, um, if they weren't discipled, the gospel would have stopped with Jesus. It would have stopped, you know? So. And I think another thing about the going back to the Bible studies or even church on Sundays, if, if church is literally just going to be people coming and listening to one guy speak, I'm not knocking it. It's good and everything, but without discipleship, without building that relationship, it shouldn't just be a Sunday. That's your Mm -hmm. bread for the week. It should be, yeah. That that one sermon is not going to last you the whole week. I remember my mom told me that. I don't remember who it was that told her this, but someone told her, um, and he said, um, you know, Sundays are like garage time. You come and you get like your oil changed and you get like your tires fixed a little bit. You get kind of like fixed up, you know, but your, your real like food and your, your bread and the things that you're growing in is your time with Jesus and your community. That's where the real change happens and the real growth happens. So church, we've seen it. Life group is like, I mean, if you're not going to go to anything, come to life group life group right? has changed me for so much for the better like per, like pushing me people in life group pushing me to follow jesus more closely now i'm convinced that like with like before life group i would have been like not spending time with god but like because of what life group has done in my life just simple testimony that like i'm being pushed more to follow jesus now i like i eagerly desire to follow jesus whether or not i'm even attending life group that night or yeah. that week or whatever you know yeah i I mean, I wouldn't um, be where I am today if it wasn't for my first discipler, the girl that reached out to me and sought after me and poured into me. Um, I wouldn't be here, honestly. And I and we've heard so many testimonies from people who are in ministry, like full time ministry, and are like even testimonies of people that are over the college ministry of the church that we go to, um, that have said, you know, I wouldn't be here today if it weren't for discipleship. And I'm like, yeah, that's amazing. Like. You can see that it's just that change factor. It's like the having that weekly accountability and that growth part is it's like that's what propels you. Um, and it's cool because every week you have someone asking you, hey, how's your time with Jesus? Have you been spending time with Jesus? But it's I love it because it's a space that you feel vulnerable enough to be like there have been weeks where I'm like, um, I've spent like one day, which is I I can feel it when I don't spend time with Jesus. It is evident in my heart and my mind. Um, but it's good to have just another person that I can be like, no, you know what? I only really did it in the car this week listening to worship music. And that's and that person was able to be like, well, let's find practicals on how we can get better at that. And, you know, you so. know, on your iPhone, how it has like sure don't it's Android boy right here. Well, 
There's this new feature on the iPhone where it shows like how much time you've been spending on each thing. That's so convincing. Oh, I, ha- I have an Apple. Oh. I use that already. Well, what if like you could see that with like how much time you spent with Jesus? It's like <sighs> I spent like. Well, you know, 30 we, you will today. someday. You'll get the stats during the uh, back in the uh, when eternity starts. I'm sure we'll get the you'll stats. Get the stats. That scared cool. me a little bit. That's interesting. The thought of like getting there. Um, and, and and standing in front of God. That's and, a cool subject. What is well, what's gonna go on y'all's mind when y'all walk in those games? I can't even oh fathom goodness. it. What are y'all gonna think? We're not supposed to. I I, I get know. like kind of I think about a that. little freaked out because I'm like it says in the Bible that we will be judged based on how we yeah. shepherd the giftings and the people that got that God brought in our life and i'm like then i started thinking oh crap have i been shepherding it well because the last thing i want to do is like walk into the throne room in the majesty that is god and stand there and say you gave me this simple thing to do and i didn't do it yeah. and it's like i know that there's going to be a level of like wow this is beautiful but also this level of holy fear that you're going to be like wow this guy is the god of the universe sorry guy <laughs> and i've been talking to him for my um, whole life right it's the god of the universe and and I gave him an ounce of what I could have given him. And mm. I, and it just freaks me out because I'm like, that's the last thing I want. I want to walk in there and be. What we do for Jesus in this world, that lasts for eternity. Everything <laughs> else we Huge do. inheritance. It matters. It yeah. actually matters. Like, oh, yeah. There matters. are <laughs> cosmic ramifications for what we do here. But it's, like all the other You think stuff, you don't matter? Well, it's, it's, it's matter? a bit like this life is a testing ground for oh, us. Yeah. You know, it's a. And it's, I don't want to put it in that way and like belittle what life is, you know, on this earth. But, you know, I don't, it's, it's hard to say that it's not a test. You know what I mean? In some capacity, like, it's hard to say that like, we're not here. You know, you know how like you go, like if you're going into a lab, you like go Mm -hmm. into that like little chamber Mm -hmm. in the middle to like get cleansed. And then you go into the lab, so you're you're not like you're not dirty. Yeah, you don't bring lab, germs yeah. into there. I think like you know you could relate the earth to this a little bit. Like this is an in between place to heaven. Like this is not the final state. No, this, this is, is where we grow. It can't be. Yeah, no. it can't be. Well, I think you you look at Genesis and you you know you think you see what God intended for he earth cr- to he be. He even separated the light yeah. from the night. He created it to be um, heaven. Like Eden mm. was heaven. And so when man fell, it made this automatic separation in this darkness. And so God never intended, well, then that goes into deeper things because it's like if God's all knowing, did he know? But it's like um, the original intention of the earth was not for it to be this way. No. And so... Um, it's like it's you know you think about that and you're like okay well i'm here because this is this is ultimately how this is how it goes and man fell and we're sin but um our our rightful place in etern is eternity with um with uh Christ the father Jesus. Yeah. yeah sorry he's okay um but no, yeah, it's and that that with Ian, with Ian, <laughs> Ian. No, it's kidding. But that's like that is something that you know you can you can research and go deep Ian, into. What, what time is it? Um, it is currently eight forty, eight thirty nine, eight thirty nine. Because we all glad I don't have class time. today. So, so, what time is your class usually? It usually is at nine flat. Okay. So I, I'll be late oh. if I leave today. But I also don't have class today. So. Right. 
You lucky person. Interesting. I, my lucky dog. I think just starting right around like seven sharp is like perfect for you to Great. be able to get out in time. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, that's an interesting topic to like talk about is like. And that can be a whole nother, you know, podcast because we could spend a whole nother we hour just dissecting. Yeah. And theology honestly sometimes makes my brain hurt because I'm like, oh, there's yeah. so much. I did too. And, and something that I've been you know learning is it's like yes god gives us the ability to have that knowledge of theology mm. but it's like where is the line between desiring knowledge more than desiring a relationship mm. with jesus well, and what's the end knowledge yeah. puffs up love yeah i forgot the scripture but love is breathe. just you love just, is one of those things you just want to pursue day in and day out yeah. and never stop Knowledge is good though too yeah i know oh, yeah. i so you know theology we'll talk about that later but um yeah I don't even know what the original intention of me saying that was. One of we were uh, going back to um, spending time with God and in the context of community with uh, Bible studies and because we're Bible spending studies. time with God right now. Like, uh, he's in this room. Just yeah. I mean, his, well, his presence or, is here. Two or more are me. He's yeah. there. And one thing I've loved. Sorry, I love to talk. Um, <laughs> no, one thing you're that hot, you're hogging the fire. I, I woke <laughs> up. One thing that I love is that I I learned that you know we are all made in the image of God and we're all very different. And so it's Amen. like when you're meeting with community, like that is God loving community. You see the image of God through people. Like I see the image of God through like one of my friends is like literally so gentle with people and i'm like mm. that is god's gentleness that i'm seeing in a tangible way by her just being that way all the time and um patience and another friend it's like you see these attributes of god so like you know you're right in some capacity you are with god when you're with people because you're like you're with the image of god image bears and mm. you're in a community and so it's like you know i get to see wisdom in people i get to see like all of these different things that god instills in people because that's a that's a character trait of him and so and i think if this podcast has one result and it's to raise up like a culture of people who are eager to get up in the morning and start with at least a conversation or like Mm -hmm. you said it doesn't have to look the same every morning Mm -hmm. like a worship like a prayer reading the bible like if we can instill that you know in people and in ourselves right this is like us growing together to spend time god after this right just encouraged (laughs) for real (laughs) then that's like a success you know like just starting and and back to i forget who it was ian can tell me that the pastor that came uh to to the jimmy cyber yes he was speaking he was like and and this goes back to what i was saying earlier is like if we truly believe in God and that God is all powerful, all knowing, like, thing, like, person, like, then, and He's our Lord and Savior, then let's treat Him that way, right? Yeah. That yep. He actually moves. And so it's so hard for us in our physical bodies to think anything happens without us actually moving and making it happen. Mm-hmm. But he, something He was saying this or yesterday morning was, uh, just to think about all the ways in God is moving whenever you take that first step in the morning just to like start with God like how much other stuff is he shifting you don't even know you may never know until like you said we're in we we will never get the stats yeah (laughs) what's also fun to think about is all the things that he does behind the scenes too yeah he's the we forget he's the sustainer of everything yeah you know job if you guys have ever read job he uh the context of that story is that like 
Joe basically loses everything he has, and then he blames God for it. And then there's about 40 chapters of like dialogue between Job and his friends, like basically dissing God or like in defending God and that kind of thing. Mm. And then finally God like replies to Job at the end and he just straight up just shows him all the stuff, shows him a taste of the stuff that's going on behind the scenes. He's like, where like he's asking Job like all these questions about like, do you really know like what's going on? Like Mm. that you, if you claim to judge the almighty and you don't really know at all the circumstances, you know, he opens the line. He opens the his own dialogue with like, yeah. "Where did, where were you when I laid the foundation well, of the earth?" Yeah. Well, I forget the verse, but it was like, D- "Don't you need food and able to live and water and able to live?" Like, it's like, "Don't well, you?" And it's kind of distant. It's yeah. like, it's like, "Have you walked in the recesses of the deep?" Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> Roasted. <bro>. Yeah. <laughs> Surely you know, because the number of your days is great. <laughs> wow. I Roasted think, by God. I you think, know? like, at the, the start of it. I think at the start of it, he even says, like, oh, be a man. Take yeah. up your... What, Gird up your loins. Gird up your loins. <laughs> Dre- My translation, ESV, he, it says, dressed for action like a yeah, man. Yeah, just for action like a man, you know? Yeah. Can you answer this? Can you answer that? You, Obviously, you, you know? You've, you've been up front and eager to diss me earlier, so I get to diss you now, right? Is that how this works? That's what God <laughs> says to Job. So... Like but, who, who are we to tell God? Yeah, but, we, well, but, but it's like, the reason I bring that up is because yeah. you think you think about like you know the stuff he does behind the scenes. It's like he lays the foundation of the earth, or he already yeah. did at least. And well, that, I, like when you wake up in the morning, all of that, all of the things that are required for you to wake up in the morning, like God, happened. God, like sustains Allow. all of those things. Yes. Wow, I was talking to I can't remember who it was, but we were talking about yeah, it was like uh, it was my friend. We were at. Um, watching the UFC fights and we were like well, I've been through all this God you know I'm ready for my wife now God laughed at us and we were like I'm ready and we all laughed we all of us laughed <laughs> Oh my gosh! The amount of times I'm like the, the amount of times I've said that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bro, God's probably bro. laughed too. But I you said God probably laughs. Oh, I'm sure he does. I mean, the amount of times, even just not in the context. I mean, yes, we all do the same thing with marriage. But even like in moments that I'm like, God, I'm ready to do this, and God's like, No, no, you are not. <laughs> um, and that's well, it's like we don't even ask. Have- We're trying to tell God. It's like I'm hey, ready, God. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, and I mean, even I just laugh at like times. He's still laughing. Oh, oh. God. I laugh at times in my past where I've been like, you know how they always tell you whenever you're not looking, that's when they come. Yeah. And so I've been in the past and I, I've been like, look. I'm like, I'm not looking. But yeah. you actually are. You're like, you know? I'm, I'm. It's like when you're playing hide and seek and you're counting, you're like peeking through your hands. You're like, God, I'm I'm ready, you know? Yeah. Yeah, If we could have a camera on Ian, y'all would laugh. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, it's like, um, you know, that (laughs) there was like so many times Mm. that I've said that and I'm like, I'm not looking, I'm not looking. And then, but I'm like actually genuinely like hyper aware of everything to the point that some things that aren't actually like intended to come across like hey I like you I'm like that person likes me Mm. it's time and God's like no (laughs) hey I thought you said you weren't looking and I'm like I'm like um, you know and and I get get convicted so hard because then I I dive in deep and then it just kind of doesn't go anywhere and I'm sitting there at the end of it all of that and I'm like I wasn't supposed to be looking, and I did. So, whoa, that reminds me of a scripture the other day. Share it. 
I got to. So <laughs> was good. I was reading, I think, Corinthians. Mm. Can't remember if it was first or second. I could be wrong. You're reading a Pauline letter is what you were reading. I think, yeah, most likely. So I was reading, right? And it was saying Thanks for laughing. How, the single, how the single man, he desires to serve the Lord. Mm. That's but a mar- seven. Yeah. But a married man, he desires to please his wife. Yeah. So you got to be careful, you know, what yeah. you ask for, you know, because yeah. if you ask for a wife, it's like, I've actually would been, your relationship with God be as yeah. strong? Uh-huh. I've actually been vibing with that lately because I remember, okay, so. so. Yeah, I like being single right now. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, same, same. same. <laughs> Context, I, re- I got out of a relationship a few months ago. And like when I remember when I was in the relationship, I was like, pretty much all the time I was thinking about her. And I was yeah. like, yeah, what, you know, oh, okay, I got to take, I'm going to take her on a date, you know, this day. I'm going to plan all this stuff and whatnot. And I like, like planning. Yeah. Oh, it's so fun. <laughs> and you're like, oh, oh she's going to love this, you know? Yeah. And then she doesn't. <laughs> I, no, no. So <laughs> I'm sorry that happened to you. Guys, you know what? If you try, you gotta, women will be all, this, oh if all, all the listeners, please, please pray for. Hey, I'm for the Nico. Best day <laughs> hey, we're but, gonna pray for Nico. <laughs> but when, <laughs> when you're, uh, but funny. Right now, I'm single, and and the last like three days, I've read. Okay, so <laughs> Bailey knows. It. On Friday, I read all of Genesis, <laughs> and then on Saturday, I read all of Exodus. Like in one day? In one day. And Ooh, then yeah. yesterday, I read half of Leviticus. I had to do homework, but I was... I, oh, and I'm, that's tough. No, dude, yeah. I actually, <laughs> I'm actually loving Leviticus right oh now, and that's, like the, and that's weird, because it's that, like the please. worst... Or not the worst, it's... Sorry, God. It's like the the most uh, the hardest to read, basically for like the human flesh. Yeah, yeah for the like, flesh, because oh, you're like, this so is so boring. whatever. But if you don't, if you don't under like, basically, I was like just envisioned. I was like, oh, look at all these rules. This is so cool. <laughs> look <laughs> it says at- the <laughs> ultimate rule follower. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, like, is that what I am to you? You do have a beard. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a rule no, it's follower. okay. I am too. I'm just joking. Say. But uh, you are the only one here with a beard. So, so of course I follow rules. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, you're now that I think about it, you look kind of Irish. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm actually, I'm actually Korean, full-blooded Korean. <laughs> no, people that are just no. listening are so confused right no. now. Um, so for people that haven't ever are seen, they li- Zach, is it live right? He's got Zach Beeman. He's a full-blown Irish man. Red hair, red beard. I'm Irish too, <laughs> but I don't got I'm red hair. Really Irish. I, um, <laughs> I Irish American. Now that I think about it, you look like Canelo, the boxer. He does kind of look. Like I've Canelo been told that before. Thanks. He kind of He's like gonna Canelo. take that to heart too. He's gonna yeah. be like, man, I'm, I should have go picture, to the gym. I should start <laughs> working on boxing. Like, like Canelo ain't gonna be the only like one Canelo. with the gains, right? <laughs> but. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, singleness. That's something I'm. I'm me. walking in uh, <laughs> in boldness about because you know there are moments that I'm like, oh man, I would love to be in a relationship right. right now, because God intends for us to be in a community in a relationship. It's, it's not biblical. good for man to be alone. Um, and but I love singleness because you get to literally do whatever God tells you to do, and you don't have to worry about another person. All right, no. question, answer. How do we go about balancing? letting god put that person in our life with like See, not just shutting ourselves off from I, humanity i you tell know you what, what I mean? that could be a whole podcast, that is a whole podcast. For a different time i'll leave you with a nugget my mom told me this um and i think ben stewart also talks about this yeah, but oh, it's like 
that is such a good sermon series. Love that guy. Um, but basically what I've learned over the years is it's like God gives me a heart and a vision for things. He gives me desires. He knows my desires. He made them and he gives them to me. And so he's put things in my heart the last couple of months that I want to go do and I want to see. And I'm like, God, if that means I'm single, then that's okay. Right. But I'm also like, I know that people have told me that are married and are, are living out ministry life with their spouses. It's like at some point when you're running the race with God, mm. he's going to link you up with someone yeah. that's running together. Yeah. And then that's when you know that your ministry can't go on without another person with you. My mom told me, she goes, that's when I knew is that my ministry alone stopped and my ministry with your dad started it was when I saw him and I knew my ministry can go so much further when I have another person partnered alongside me that can help me get yeah can partner with me in this ministry and we can take it there together with god and it's like i think that's when you know as a christian when you when you when you're running the race hard after jesus and you're doing the things single and then god's like all right it's time for you to partner up with a person you guys can take this further that's when i think you know this is and that's how a good balance is because then your mindset is like oh this is this is a partnership under god instead of a partnership I want to do this. Here's God. It's like, here's God and here's this partnership and you're going together. Mm. So that's my yeah. nugget. I like honestly that. couldn't tell you. Well, we know, that. No we know that. We know that. And I will admit, I, I have no clue. I have no clue. Yeah, uh, no I clue about, you know, how do you, what was the question? How do you separate letting God do it and oh. you taking the step? You know, I guess yeah. it just happens. You know, his time is perfect. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you guys anticipating relationships oh, yeah. soon oh no, so i don't anticipate anymore because that mm. that's putting oh. god on a timeline <laughs> honestly yeah. i don't i don't see that happening with okay let me rephrase know. that something you guys desire soon mm. I just, i'd season. say i i'd mm. say i desire it i'm but it's <laughs> yeah, like right same, now i'm like god yeah, are you in this are you in the season i guess with no what, i don't think so okay because no, what i'm not like what with with what you're doing right now and I'm doing it, obviously, what we're all doing, like, trying to spread God's word. I, yeah. Me, personally, I don't see myself, you know, yeah. even wanting a relationship right now. Especially with things after college. You know, God's given me a heart yeah. for some stuff after college, and I'm like, that is, I'm going to do that, and I'm, there is a 99% chance I will do that single, and I'm okay with it. I got to that place that I'm like, I would rather do those things with God than be in a relationship right now. And so I'm in this place, I'm like, I am more well, than okay with it. Well, it's not a negative it. thing. No, it's not. And that's, it's, like we said, it's a picture of God. And so it's like, yes, I would love to be in a relationship and I Did would Jesus love to do that. Did Jesus have a wife? No. <laughs> no, sir. He did you don't not. have to be, you don't have to be married to be complete. I mean, do you think some people are called not to, not to ever get married? Paul was. So. Jeremiah. I think Jeremiah <laughs> too. Paul was single. Simon Peter was married though. Yeah. And there's two different like. Uh, so Jesus actually has a bride. It's the church. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I was thinking that he wasn't. He wasn't like <laughs> fleshly married. Is what. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't in our. <laughs> he wasn't like courting sense. Mary Magdalene or something. That's yeah, what you're asking. Yeah. But yeah, I think like Ben Stewart talks about it. He's like, you know, Paul writes. He's like. Mm-hmm be single is way better and if you burn with lust just get married you know like that's kind of how he touches on it but then you read like song of solomon and like these other 
texts that talk about like and proverbs says like a wife is a good thing it's like a blessing yeah. and in genesis i mean god <laughs> a godly wife yeah god yeah, gave, yeah, that's true. It, she brings yeah. beauty to the household god gave adam a wife for a reason if he yeah. wouldn't have done that if he didn't but i do believe that there are some people that god's like your ministry is, is to be single and but you know what's cool is that they're not alone like yeah but you, you know and i think but what's cool is that we are never alone. We have God. And so it's like, yeah. it's not like you're alone. Like you have God and you have a relationship with God. And sometimes God just, you're like Mother Teresa. I'm pretty sure she was single, right? And she was like a huge advocate for people. And she yeah. did it through her love for God. And, you know, and there's so many people like that. And so, you know, I I don't think I'm called to singleness. I, I feel like. God knows my desires and he put mm. them in my heart for a reason. Yeah. The people that I know that have been called to singleness, it is evident that their their heart's desires are not to be in this in that relationship and that's okay. Like they know they're what God's called them to do and they're like, you know what? I don't actually have a desire to be married, not in a bad context, but in a context that it's like I know God wants me to be single unless he brings someone along. Mm. And so it's like you know, it's kind of evident I think God God puts desires in your heart for a reason and he doesn't dangle them and then say, JK, like he goes, these are good desires. I've gave them, I've given them to you. Now just learn to be patient and to grow in the waiting until that day comes. Yeah. So it's good. All right. Good stuff. I think you guys want to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. All right. Who's going to pray. Thanks for listening. All our listeners. And thanks, Nico, for, for coming yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. You're, you're so rooted in the word. It's so evident. Yeah, yeah dude. So oh, keep doing that's that. It's all God. It's all God. Yeah. You really walk out in all the stuff that he has for you, bro. It's, it's so cool. God, like, man. I love how you, like, physically look at someone before you know them and then, like, how you physically look at someone, like, after you know them. Oh, yeah. yeah. And there's such, like, a like a dynamic there that I just love that progression in my mind. Like, wow, like, Oh, this is not what I expected. Wait, you got to like, explain. I have no clue. Like when every time. So for me, I have a really good memory. So I remember everything since I was about two and a half Whoa. years old. Yeah. It's pretty wow. crazy. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. And in like, in a physical way. So like when, as far as remembering stuff that's written, remembering names, street signs, all that, you could you could forget it yeah forget it but <laughs> literally like, forget remembering it. faces and experiences and like things um i can remember for a long time so I, like at this moment like i can remember what zach seemed to me like before i knew him and then like after mm-hmm. and it's actually a physical difference in the way i see him like physically because of my perspective mm-hmm. and it's just cool for me to see that like growth for myself when like meeting a new person and getting to know them and seeing like your heart for the Lord. And then just like, wow, so much adoration. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's humbling to me because I, my perspective gets to be shifted Mm -hmm. because I don't necessarily know what to expect, or I may have preconceived like things in my head. So how has it shifted? Well, I understand you now, bro. Like, uh, you're a really cool dude. Like I, I wasn't expecting like, I know Ian was like, dude, this guy has Bible knowledge. But it's like, until you, like, see it and yeah. hear it, and, like, it was just, like, so eye-opening. You just look at him like, man, this guy? What are you talking about, Ian? Yeah, right? I mean, I'm not I'm not <laughs> saying that as a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. Um, yeah. Because I think the, the biggest thing is, like, not judging so Like, it's such a cliche, but not judging a book by its cover. Oh, yeah. And, and 
understanding someone through the context of who they are and not who we perceive them to be like like i'm there's no way to like too many times as people were like you are you who who you you are because i think that upon Mm -hmm. you like i condemn you to be that person instead of who you really are based upon it i think we do that in the church all the time you know Mm. yeah Uh, yo I, i forgot who said what but earlier i was thinking about it so the reason I thought about it is because this week we're going to, I'm going to talk about Revelation in the Bible study, Revelation chapter 19. It talks about the great marriage supper of the lamb. And then it describes Jesus about how his eyes have these flames mm. of fire. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could go a couple different routes with the, what the flame of fire means. But one of the routes that uh, I read in the commentary, that flame of fire it symbolizes his piercing look to be mm. able to look down deep down into the heart for wow. what it truly is because yeah. he doesn't see he doesn't see with the man's eyes he sees with them flames of fire mm. straight into the heart mm. yeah. so that's good that's good, Dude, that's good that's stuff. what'd you say Ian? um that's such i haven't thought about that. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, 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 that's so cool yeah nico no. you are a bible-filled man jesus yeah. when i spirit led that's guy. all god when i met nico i was like this is a thug i'm about to out oh my goodness yeah, <laughs> that story is so funny because for I, real thought that you want me to tell, can bro, I go really fast bro so let's, nico, let's hear this so i want to hear this y'all gotta hear the story yeah okay got to um, so like i was we were at Berlin. There's this block party. I knew it was gonna be like a sketchy block block party, party bro. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, all right, okay. like, I'm just gonna go outreach because I feel like God was like, go share Jesus with people. And I'm walking there, and I see Nico walking back. I'm like, I've met him once in our dorm. And no, that was the first time I met you, bro. And I was just like, I'm just be bold. He's like, bro, where are you going? I was like, the block party. He's like, well, what are you going there for? I was like, oh, I'm gonna tell people about Jesus. Just straight up say that to him. I laughed. He laughed at me. He goes, Nico, well, tell him what you said. I said, bro, nobody, no, they're not up there talking about Jesus up there yeah. at the black party. Yeah. And uh, and then we just go back to the dorm and start talking about Jesus for like an hour and a half, right? Wow. No, no, no. What happened oh, was okay. he goes, he goes, why do you love God? And oh, I was like, I forgot about that. I bro. was like, because he's good. And he was like, what do you? He said something like he didn't think God was good. I was messing with him. Yeah, he was messing <laughs> with me. <laughs> You're testing him. Testing and uh, him. I was like, oh man, I'm just planting seeds in this guy's life. It's gonna transform. <laughs> and then he's like, no, I'm just kidding, bro. I know everything about the Bible. I, like, I was like, I was like, why do you believe in God? He's like, he's good. He's like, what? I'm like, what? I heard God was bad. I heard God didn't love. Ian was like, oh boy. I but I love like, it because you're like, go. this is my ministry. And Ian, and Ian was just, you know, he was rock solid. I he needed was, to be here he tonight. Was, <laughs> yeah. This is the person. Which yeah. God, yeah, right, it was, was a person. A, but Yeah, he, you, you were the guy. Yeah, and yeah. I was just like, you know, testing him basically. And he was just. That's so funny. The, he the, stayed firm with that the word. The funniest thing about it was I went to Blinn. This is the literally the second night I'm there. And I'm like, no one knows God. I have to be the light. And I share, and Nico starts sharing the scripture. I'm like, okay, cool. And he goes in the dorm, and we run into another guy before he goes in the dorm. His name's Bryson. And like, he's talking to him. And uh, I just like, they leave, and I walk to the block party. I find like a ministry there. That's what I was there for. And I get plugged in, and then I go back, and it's like an hour and a half has passed, and Nico's still talking to this guy about Jesus. And I just go, what the heck is going on? Like, this guy has a heart for God. And then we hopped in the truck. We went to Denny's that night. And then talked some Denny's. more about God. That's awesome. I feel like people get, like, 
met at Denny's. Yes. <laughs> Encountered. I don't know what it is. 3 a.m. deep theological conversation. That's why bre- Bible breakfast Just cafe over those free is going to be man. the business. Or unlimited pancakes. For this. All right. I'm going to pray for us, and then we'll uh, yeah. uh, right. call it. I just want to say, like, before we pray, like, dude, Thank you, by Nico, the way. Yes. I'm glad Thank that you, you are our first you. uh Bible breakfast guest. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. it's an it, honor. It ended up being awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. It's an honor. Here, bro. Pray us out, bro. Yeah, let's do it. All right, Lord Jesus, I just thank you that myself and Bailey and Bailey and Nico and Ian, God, that uh, all of us are here, Lord, and that the listeners have listened to this podcast, Jesus, and I thank you that you like love each and every one of us, God, that you desire to pursue and to have fellowship with and relationship with each one of us, God. I pray, Lord, that your spirit would abound in our lives today and for the rest of the week, God, that we may uh, grow closer to you in every aspect of the word and may know your love more deeply. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bye-bye.